0: Uh, Welcome to the Get Active podcast. Today we have David Dean. David is a Newcastle family man who was a photographer and a chiropractor. Now, not originally from Newcastle, David, where did you grow up and how did you end up here?
1: Oh, thanks for having me on. Um, I grew up in a a country town out in Griffith, New South Wales. So um, about six hours kind of southwest of um, Sydney. Um, And I I ended up here really after studying at university, So I went to university to study chiropractic, um, and that's where I then ended up here in terms of work. So I practiced for a little bit in Sydney um, after finishing uh, my studies, but Sydney just wasn't for me being a country boy. Um, And my mum actually came from Newcastle, so she suggested I move up this way. Um, So in kind of late 2016, I called um, Newcastle home, and I've been here and loved it since.
0: Awesome. So uh, you moved up here for chiropractic work. Did you open up a practice here? What was the deal there?
1: Yeah, so originally I started with a bigger group um, of chiropractors where I worked for about 10 years. Um, so I worked with them um, for some time and then decided it was time to kind of venture out on our own and um, you know, run things exactly how we'd like to run them and interact and, and help people the way we'd, we'd like to help them. So we started um, Family Life Chiropractic um, about three years ago in February um, and obviously, kind of tying in along that journey and being in Newcastle was, uh, a, a, I guess, a love for photography that has kind of grown and led to what I do um, with my photography these days as well. It's kind of started off really as just more of a hobby and become, you know, more of a strong kind of professional interest these days.
0: Yeah, so it started out as a hobby, but uh, if, you know, uh, we have a look on, Facebook and on your webpages, there's, there's quite a few fantastic shots. So, started off as a hobby. How how did that start? Like, uh, did you grab a camera and just start shooting? What was the deal there?
1: Um, well, it started back, my dad um, was very interested in photography. He did quite a bit of photography. Um, so, I started right back um, in about 2011. We went on a trip to New Zealand, my um, now wife and myself, and I mean, you're going to New Zealand, it's, you know, it's pristine, it's magic. Um, the thing you've got to do is take a camera. I had no real interest. I didn't really have much of a camera those days, so he lent me one of his cameras. Um, and I took that on our kind of month trip around um, New Zealand. Um, and for me back then, it was more so just getting out and being, and it still it's these days, just being in touch with nature, I guess. So um, we did a lot of trekking and exploring. Um with the kind of breaking news over the last, since yesterday, Wyatt Island, that was actually one of the first places I took, I went and took photos actually um, when we first landed in New Zealand around rotorua and then out to that island. Um, but it was probably really the, the South Island of New Zealand actually around Mount Cook, um, which I really kind of fell in love with taking photos around there. And the strong part of that was trekking. So we trekked to a few Alpine huts. Um, and just kind of exploring the wilderness and capturing that kind of natural raw beauty um, of the places around there. We returned probably about 12 months later just to specifically the South Island to do some more trekking and by that time I'd kind of um, bought a a bit better camera or my own camera um, and kind of really fallen in love with yeah taking photos. It was still a hobby it's not something I did regularly and even when I returned you know to Newcastle after holidays i I wasn't regularly taking photos at all. It was kind of more of a travel thing at that point.
0: Okay, yeah, you've definitely got an eye for it. I mean, not everybody can just jump in behind the camera and uh, take the photos you're taking. Um, talk us through how you would set up a shot. Do you? Um, I mean, I for one, not very well. You know, behind the camera, I'm I'm not too good. Uh, yep. I'll take photos, but I mean, you're looking at all your photos, the way they're set up, um, run us through what you're thinking when you're, when you're setting up a photo.
1: Yeah, often it's, um, in my head, it's often started before I even really arrived at a location I've often kind of had um a thought or i've got something in my mind of a certain angle i want or a certain element i want to capture you know whether it's a weather event or a certain time of the day the certain light so it's often already kind of in my head as to what i want that does mean that i often go away without that shot too because it's it's you know sometimes you're waiting for a minute or a mi- couple of minutes when the sun's just right or it's just coming out you know, between clouds or something but it's normally preempted in my head i guess visualized in terms of what i'm after what i'd like um and then it's really a case of setting up yeah, the angles and the light on the day. So finding the right position with a lot of our seascape stuff. So along the coastline here, I mean, that changes, you know, day to day with the tides, with the swell. So quite often, you know, you don't end up with exactly what I was after. You leave that in the memory bank for another day and, you know, you just, you shoot what's there on the day. So you, you kind of shoot from the cuff and grab a different angle or a different subject um, to what you're originally um, thinking. But it's about, um, I guess, for me, telling, you know, telling a story um, and capturing that story and, and betraying it to people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, there's one uh, photo in particular that, that stands out and you talk about, um, you know, not getting the right shot. There was a lunar eclipse uh, photo that you did where you got a plane uh, in the lunar eclipse. That was uh, pretty amazing. Now, was that just absolute luck Right timing. What we what we aiming for
1: there? That was yeah, absolute luck. I mean, I I got out of bed and I was there. That's a start. Um, but <laughs> in terms of the plane, yeah, you you can't really um, can't really organise that. No, that's um, for sure. Yeah, absolute luck. It was kind of, um, I mean, it's lucky I even got the plane. Um, really, I'd had much slower what you call shutter speed, so you can capture things quickly or slower. I was trying to capture um, the moon a, a bit slower than you normally would. And that was purely to try and get a bit more clarity because it was starting to be, um, it was still quite dark at that stage. Um, and I, for whatever reason, I just started to increase the, the speed because I wanted to get some sharp uh, shots um, and kind of out of the you know, corner of my visual eye, I just saw this thing kind of flick across the moon and I, I kind of felt like it was a plane. I wasn't sure initially. I just thought it might have been a bird because it was quite distant. Um, and of course, you go back and have a, a quick look as soon as you can, and and there you go—the outline of the plane, you know, hidden through that shot. It's one of those shots you see, you know, on social media and whatnot, and you think, you know, that looks looks magic. It's, it's probably been put in there with Photoshop. That you know, the, the chances are pretty small. Yeah. Um, but you know, things happen <laughs> well, sometimes, and. It's just the magic of, of being able to capture that, I guess.
0: Amazing shot. Another one that um, I like is your, the latest lightning bolt picture from the storm a few weeks back. Um, how is it taking photos in, in a storm like that? Um, getting set up, obviously, it's, you know, you, you've got to preempt where things are going to happen. Um, talk us through how you would set up for your storm sort of photos.
1: Yeah, that was, often for me, um, storm photos end up quite rushed, um, mainly because it's it's not my regular professional gig in terms of, um, I was working in the practice um, until about 6.30, quarter to 7, um, and I know, I mean, there's plenty, plenty of predictors that tell you when storms are going to be occurring or likely to occur, so on days like that, I have everything kind of packed in the car, ready to go when I leave in the morning, um, and just hopeful that it kind of hits late enough that I might be able to get out and... and Get some shots in. So I kind of left work in Hamilton South um, fairly quickly as the storm was kind of almost overhead, really approaching. And um, that's the vantage point I do like to go to. It's nice and high. It looks, you know, back over Meriwether, etc. So I I literally got to the bottom of the stairs there and and parked the car there and raced up the stairs. So physically, I was I was knackered by the time I got (laughs) to the top because I just finished straight up those stairs. It was um, quite the effort thinking about even getting the camera out. And there's already a couple of photographers um, up there shooting away, actually. Um, so it is it is then just kind of adjusting to what's happening. The storm is kind of coming, um, you know, across and up to up the beach. Um, so the kind of angle originally had more of a landscape happening, but the way those clouds were kind of lining up with the board work kind of just worked perfectly for a portrait style. So the more vertical style image. Yeah. Um, and then when yeah. you're shooting um, a storm or a lightning like that, it's it's more about um, people often think it's a lot of little shots. Um when it's a bit darker you can do what you call a longer exposure so the camera shutter is actually open for a couple of seconds and whatever falls within that couple of seconds you'll capture um so that particular particular image um was about two and a half seconds the camera was open so there's an element of luck i guess in there in that if that lightning bolt falls within that two and a half seconds you know you'll capture it um your camera then obviously it's it's there 's some time between the next exposure, so there 's plenty of bolts that have you know striked in in my day taking photos and it 's been between shots so you haven 't captured it um, so there's certainly an element of luck uh, I guess in capturing that, but I also feel you know I, I definitely kind of visualize that 's what I was after that 's what I wanted to to see on the camera, so I think that's a good point in, in that helps to start with
0: yeah absolutely it's a one of my favorite shots of yours that's for sure I, um, with all the the um, fires and, and things getting around um, driving home from night shift this morning the the sunrise was bright red. Have you got many photos with the sun like it is or, or even the skies like they are uh, with the fires
1: yeah over the last few weeks i have I've, i feel like i 've gotten more than i need need to get it It kind of almost um, I don't know, I feel sad that it's, it's still occurring, it's still going on and things are still so dry and there's, there's so much fire. But it does it does create, I guess, you know, quite an amazing, eerie photo. And um, I have captured a number of um, sunset photos in particular is, is what I've been able to capture over the last few weeks. I've still got a few angles in mind, I guess, with sunrise I've been trying to get um, with that red sun coming up behind different structures around Newcastle. Um some mornings though the, the, it's just so thick Um the smoke, it's incredible it can be, I think last Friday I went out quite early to try and get an image, um, which would mean the sun would be about kind of 20 minutes above the horizon uh, where it's nice and red I'd need that kind of angle to get what I wanted but it was about 90 minutes until the sun kind of emerged, wow. um, which just shows you how incredibly thick that, that smoke is blocking the sun yeah it's
0: um I mean, as you said, it's it's long overdue. It's it, it can go home now. Um
1: yeah, exactly, that's the feeling <laughs> you get. Like I love taking photos and it produces some amazing photos, but it's it there's bigger yeah, I feel like there's bigger there's bigger things than just a photo. There's, there's bigger stuff happening on, you know, that's happening right. to people out of this. Yeah.
0: Now uh we're having a pretty amazing place here in Newcastle to photograph. What's your favorite
1: place to shoot? Um yeah, I find that hard, hard to answer. It's, uh, for me, it's, it's as much kind of getting out, yeah, just being surrounded by nature, the environment. Um, so kind of any place is good. Um, I do, I, I don't know, I have an attachment, I think to Newcastle Ocean Baths I around there. I really do enjoy around there, shooting around there. I'll, I'll often go there, even first thing, if I'll go there for a sunrise, I'll normally be at the location at least an hour before. Um, sunrise so often that's my starting point if i'm going to shoot somewhere in town i'll, I'll go there check on the weather see what the sun and clouds are doing because um, you can have a plan but you know mother nature does what it wants to do so that often changes things so i definitely have a strong affiliation with there i feel also um a bit further south kind of dudley beach burwood beach um those beaches i yeah, really enjoy particularly when i was starting out um kind of back around 2014 2015 getting more serious um, with taking photos most mornings i'd go there early particularly burwood beach and just you know shoot shoot practice um and just enjoyed the ever-changing um you know coastal landscape there it's you know each morning if they go to the same beach same location the different rocks or gutters or moss that was or wasn't there would always be changing yeah so i definitely yeah. enjoy that element of, you know, a bit of a hike down to Dudley Beach, the South Ends, a bit of a look and explore around there. Um, let's have it changing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, a couple of beautiful spots, that's for sure. You also do a fair bit of, uh, a little bit of aerial photography um, around Newcastle. Um, there's an yes. image uh, of one of the, the ships going out of the port. Now, what do you do with the aerial photography? Is it a drone? Do you go up in a chopper? What happens
1: there? Yeah, it's a drone. So I got a, a drone about a year ago, um, early Christmas present. And um, yeah, for me, that just it just completely changes the angles. Um, I think probably the the first year I was watching the supercars event and watching uh, it on TV, I just found myself just enthralled in, in the, the vision, just thinking, wow, look at this city. Like, if you saw that on TV, that's just a place you'd want to go, you'd want to visit, you'd want to check it out. And it it just kind of hit me, that's Newcastle. It just looks um, so stunning from the air and the angles. Um, So being able to kind of capture that, you know, day to day as the environment changes and the cloud structures, sun, et cetera, um, changes, I I really enjoy that that element of it Um, because the the angles just completely change when you can get a bit of elevation, um, completely changes what you're able to capture.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The, um, there's also one of uh, Newcastle bars um, looking back from the ocean back towards Newcastle. That's a, a really nice photo as well. It sort of highlights everything around, around the beaches and um, uh, all around the bars there
1: yeah yeah, it's a well it's a well shot angle um certainly many people yeah have been taking that angle before me um but i, I think it just sums up yeah beautifully the kind of the newcastle city beach coastal lifestyle you know the ocean bars you got know, the biggest and best you know ocean bars around it's you know incredible place to live work and play i think
0: Absolutely. and i think that
1: kind of image or angle just yeah sums it up beautifully
0: mate you love taking your landscape and wildlife photography do you do uh, portraits and family photos and things as well?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, it started probably for me, really, it started with the landscape and even wildlife. So, after originally kind of enjoying landscape stuff, originally kind of overseas more in New Zealand when we're traveling, um, I got more into um, wildlife then. So, probably kind of 2013, 2014, I was much more enjoying bird photography. My wife was very into that too. So, before kids, we were doing a lot of bird photography Um, particularly I got interested in owls so I would um, do a lot of observing and and photographing owls um, at night um, which is something like yeah just really connected with and then kind of more as we um, started to have a family so around 2015 I got more serious I guess um, with my photography and then with my wife um, being pregnant and kids on the way it kind of opened my eyes a bit more and I just kind of naturally progressed then to, you know, taking her pregnancy photos and then photos of our kids. Um, and that's when I feel like I had a more of a full gamut of, a, of approach to photography and, and shooting those different styles. So shooting people as opposed to the landscape, she just learned different skills and techniques with the camera. Um, it's within photography itself. It, they're quite specialized areas and it's, there's still elements of photography that, that I wouldn't or can't do because I, it's not, it's not something I actively do and there's different skill sets to do it. Um, so even like in a studio setting, I don't do studio setting um, stuff. It's just not me. It's, it's not something I connect with. It's not something I know how to do well where, you know, a family portrait outside using natural light is something you know, I do do and doing. There's just different skill sets um, in achieving that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Like everything, everyone specializes in something, um, the, the nature and outdoors is definitely yours for sure. Now, yeah. um, what is your favourite pick? Um, I mean, you've got plenty in your sort of gallery um, and online. What's your favourite one that, that is on your website?
1: Um, yeah, I find, I find that a really hard question to answer. Um, the, the simplest answer is probably I don't have a favourite pick. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, for for me, it's 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 very much, I guess, um, the experience or the moment in creating the images. Um, so some of my fa- like favorite times or images are probably um, more the moment of, of capturing them. So some of the yeah bigger treks or hikes uh, we've done, like particularly through New Zealand, to capture images. Um, and again, they've been some time ago, so they're you know a good five or so years ago. Um, so my technical ability was not that good then compared to now. So in terms of images, they're not that, that flash in terms of an image, but it was more the moment, the experience of creating it. Um, probably, um, some of my more, um, uh, probably more recent images would be from the drone. So just the kind of angles, um, looking back in towards the city. Um, one of my probably, favorite lightning photos uh, would actually go back to redhead about four years ago so just up on the bluff um, but it took about an hour hour and a half for this storm to roll from the kind of central coast up to us and the, the sun was kind of setting as that was happening so you had these like amazing cloud formations um, and watching the lightning kind of strike in the distance and slowly move closer um, and in that shot I managed um, yeah, some pretty big kind of bolts with, with big kind of fingers coming off them. Um, so that kind of stands out uh, in my mind. Yep. Probably not as close, definitely not as close as the uh, the recent bolt taken off at, um, at the Anzac walk. That's definitely, yeah, I'd say a much closer bolt um, in terms of, yeah, the image taken. Okay. Yeah.
0: So more of the experience of taking the photos than, than anything... Um rather than one you've got plenty of memories
1: absolutely and look to be honest even part of it just sharing just sharing that with people um i back so my facebook page with photography in about 2015 well the catalyst really for that was my dad passed in 2015 and he was the one that obviously inspired me to kind of get into photography and in his passing kind of inspired me to hey I'd, i'd I wanted to kind of share, or I should, you know, contribute to him, create like a Facebook page where I can share my images. Previous to that, I just shared them kind of on my personal page. Yeah. Um, so I created that, yeah, in 2015, the Facebook page itself. And I mean, it was just sharing the images and my journey, I guess, and taking photos um, with people. Um, and that, that's what I kind of really enjoyed um, doing initially and still enjoy to this day, just capturing my take on the environment and what's happening around us. Um, and sharing that with people, and it's that um, that page really that's over the over since twenty fifteen has kind of um, slowly grown um, and attracted a following as I've shared photos, and that's really what's then led to the point where about well, three months ago now we we launched a website um, which is kind of a full online all the images shopping cart style website simply because you know the inquiry got to the level to support that um being able to do that and and that's really just come about from you know sharing images with people yeah
0: so the the website you can buy sort of any of your images um, can you get them framed put on canvas um, yeah. what are some of the things there
1: yeah so there's a, a number of options um all the images on there can be purchased so um kind of different here i guess in price range So the canvas is kind of the most basic um, up to yeah, frame prints, um, you can get acrylics uh, or frameless aluminium, which are more of the high-end kind of product. Um, and the size obviously, you know, varies down from small up to up to quite large. Um, there's the option there for you know just a print only for people who you know, are overseas or sending a gift overseas. It gets sent away in a tube. Um, and there's also um, some people who purchase like a, a web file size image, which they want to use on, on marketing uh, or on their website as well. That's also an option for people.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, you also have some calendars, uh, 2020 calendars. Tell us about images you've chosen for that. Um, I'm pretty sure it would have been hard to narrow down to that many images. Uh, what's your thoughts behind those images?
1: Yeah, it's very hard um, to narrow it down. Absolutely. And it's, everyone has a very personal taste. Um, you know, a lot of the images that i you know, personally like or from a photographer's eye um, like they don't necessarily connect um, you know with the, the general public or the broader community that's viewing the images um, so that can be difficult sometimes so you know the idea is to is to pick a, some photos that really represent I think our area the hunter um, in Newcastle region but are also going to connect with you know a large audience so Look the reaction we get to photos that are posted through our, our Facebook or social media sites like that takes some bearing um, on deciding I mean obviously a photo that's getting more interaction is something the broader the population of Newcastle is going to enjoy or like um, Some are you know just just photos that that I really enjoy too and you know, i 'd like to see in there as well so it 's kind of a combination of those things to bring the photos together. Um, and again, it's, it's, it's hearing feedback, too. I mean, it's, I've only just started doing markets um, the last couple of weeks, really, um, mainly to, to try and get my name out there a little bit more and us starting the website and meeting people and hearing feedback. But just hearing the feedback, um, yeah, is really helpful in hearing what people want to have or see in a calendar. I typically do like, um, like sunrise, sunset, uh, which is a lot of color. Um, but, but people don't always want, um, you know, bright colors. They want stuff that represents, you know, day to day, what happens every day, um, in Newcastle and the surrounds.
0: Yeah, mate. They're absolutely beautiful. Um, now you're pretty active. As you said, going, starting to get to market stalls and things like that. Where can people catch you before Christmas?
1: Uh, before Christmas, the next um, lot of markets coming up i will be um, at Spears Point. Um, there's also one at Warner's Bay, so that's the weekend just um, before Chrissy. Um, yeah, and we're finding the, the calendars in particular are just a nice kind of easy yeah, gift for Christmas time for people to um, to have on their wall. Absolutely. I was a little bit... I must say I was a little bit sceptical about calendars. I, I never really had any intention... Of doing calendars, it was this is our second year doing them, um, and for a number of years I had you know quite a few regular followers who would send me messages or you know politely request or ask you know when are you gonna do a calendar? And it's, to be honest, it's something I didn't think people would really want. Um, you know, we, we seem to be moving away towards more digital stuff, but um, yeah, the response has been pretty amazing. I must say, I personally always kind of like to see a visual calendar on my wall and. It seems plenty of people still do like to see that kind of visual, you know, write something on a calendar on the wall as opposed to, you know, all digital stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's something that uh, we have in our family as well. Write all the bits and pieces on. Um, I look forward to grabbing my calendar, mate. Now, where can people catch up with you on, on social, uh, social media and your website?
1: Um so yeah, on, on Facebook it's um David Dean Photography. Um the same on uh, Instagram and uh our website is DavidDeanphotography.com All right,
0: mate. We'll, we'll post those to the, the show notes. Thanks very much for catching up. Uh wishing you a Merry Christmas and uh hopefully we get to see plenty more shots in twenty twenty.
1: Thank you, mate. I very much appreciate you having me on and yeah, look forward to shooting some more great shots around Newcastle.
0: Thanks, mate. Take care. Pleasure. welcome to the get active podcast for all things gym fitness and outdoors